use who uses Skype? <laughs> just you and me. Is it just us at this point? Yeah. Everybody else is using Twitch, Twatch. Um, dude, Twomp, that, that sounds terrible. Twerp. Twerpa. And all sounds, all sounds bad. It's a debate stage. How are you doing, John? Uh, well, I'm doing okay. I'm I'm grumpy this morning because of um, the failure of a lot of bits and bobs of technology. But I have straightened those things out. I've sent sent away. I've banished the offending uh, items. Um, I've indulged in customer service chats. Mm. Uh, I've re- received my return authorizations. Mm. I'm doing my exchanges. And Were you eBaying tech products? Were you buying lenses off eBay? No, again? no. I had my uh, my mixing board uh, died. Mm. It's an old fashioned analog mixing board, and this is the kind of thing that still exists, and you can buy a new one that works. Mm-hmm. And I was going to do that, but I, I thought, oh, maybe I'll get this one that also has an audio interface in it, and then I can have fewer pieces of equipment and do the same thing. But um, the thing that I the thing arrived, and it's just it was dreadful. It was made of plastic, the that creaked and bent, and the and the the controls. It, it you'd move the controls to a certain place, but then when you turned it off and turned it on again, it didn't know the controls had moved. So the whole thing is a, a brick until you start jiggling things around and remind it that it's alive, and uh, it it just was it didn't work. So I sent it back. I'm getting a just getting a normal mixer like a like an old fashioned person. Yeah. So no, this, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you're getting a normal mixer that is digital, like an old fashioned person who would just get something that is current, and, and or old, you're an old fashioned person getting something that's old. I'm an old-fashioned person getting a current thing. No, but, okay, so that's, that's a little confusing. No, that it's it's a thing that is functionally identical to the old thing that died, right? Um, but is made with up up to date uh, manufacturing materials. specs. And unlike materials, a new yes. fashion person who would get something old. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. you're correct, and yeah. I used to be that person. I was a new fashion person who wanted to own old things. And the reason is that old things are cool. I I still think that's true. But at some point, I realized that I didn't enjoy owning them <laughs> because no. uh, they would always fail. And I always had to maintain something. There was always something breaking. I was replacing it with another thing or getting a part and then trying to install the part. And I wasn't good enough at doing that to do it successfully. And uh, ultimately, um, when, I had to, when I moved twice in three years, this is when I – can't. It, I realized that having old shit, unless it's like an old acoustic guitar or electric guitar, actually, things that are technologically simple and can easily be repaired. Um, Yeah. But especially big old heavy things like old synthesizers, which you want to sell it, it's going to cost $200 to ship. It's just a pain in the ass. So Old stuff doesn't like to be moved also. Well, you don't have to tell me that. No pleasure to move it. that's when things break. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it doesn't yeah. like it. So I um, like it. So I feel like I like everything, John. See, here's the thing. I'm in a I'm in a transition phase, Eddie. I'm ending my semester. I'm about to go on summer break, which it which will then give way to sabbatical. Sabbatical. So I have a, a long time off, which is great. 
semester sabbatical or, or a year? A semester. And uh, you can do so. F- you don't have to do shit till January. Exactly. Exactly. Of I mean, 2020. In theory, I have to write a book. Oh, I understand. Yeah. You'll do a lot. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like showing up someplace. The only thing I need to do is um. Arc. You could wear pajamas. The same pair of pajamas. Mm-hmm. Unwashed. For eight months. Sure, and you know what my pajamas consist of during the summer? Underpants. <laughs> Underpants are pajamas. Yes. Between Memorial Day and Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I gotta I gotta do a couple of summer um You believe he bright. wore underpants outside in February? Are you referring to that. a hypothetical we don't do that on the shore until August? A hypothetical version of me, is that who you're talking about? I was thinking of yeah, a gassed um uh <laughs> other people in the society that you circulate in uh, a gassed at you're showing up at a cocktail party in your underwear in March. As opposed to June. Yeah, exactly. When it's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> oh, it's de <it's> rigueur. <laughs> anyway, so now all's well. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm getting my ducks in a row so that when my uh, grades are in, all my stuff will work, and I can make some music, and I can work on yeah. my writing, and uh, I won't have to futz and fiddle. The problem so is, spending, I actually spending a, month, spending a month futzing after everything's done. The the only problem is that I really like futzing. <laughs> I like futzing with things that are working properly. I almost yeah. like uh, putter, puttering and rearranging more than I like doing the stuff that the rearranging is supposed to facilitate. But, wise, um, wise. Ducks in a row would be a good pajama pattern. I bet it is. Mm-hmm. Let me see if it is. I mean, yeah. it should be. Ducks so, in a row. Uh, um, Stephanie, uh, Stephanie got this dress that's got these little, uh, very colorful drawings, as though from a from an entomology textbook of insects, uh, and it's cool. And a lot of mm-hmm. people commented on it the day she wore it to work, and someone said to her. <laughs> Your dress is covered with bugs. Do you like bugs? And she had to explain, I like images of bugs. Images of bugs. I like, yeah. I like pictures of bugs on the do dress. Do you like I, being covered in bugs? I do not want real bugs. <laughs> These are not real bugs. These are right. representations of bugs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right. um, there are definitely ducks in a row pajamas, Eddie. Yeah. Well, I think we figured out your wardrobe. Yeah. For the rest of 2019. Most of them seem marketed to ladies uh, as though a gentleman would not want such a thing. But I don't. I don't think that's that's right. I think. I think one of the. Uh, I think. I think everybody likes to have their ducks in a row, men yeah. and women. I mean, yeah. it's 2019. Men can have their ducks in a row now. <laughs> they definitely can. <laughs> can anyway uh so that's that's what's going on with me i i uh um i'm i'm I, i'm sort of still stuck in the world of the end of the semester but you i got another another my week? mind is yeah i got i have a you Done know with classes i i always encourage students to come to my office hours during the semester um and uh, then they never do and then the last you know classes end and the day after class ends they say oh can i make an appointment with you it's like no, 
you can't. Well, I said I added a conference day, but it filled up instantly. So I'm going to be. Yeah. I got Monday. I'm going to talk to the students all day, and then one more class. Um, then I'll just I'll eventually do the grades and be done. I'm giving. Oh, this is kind of interesting. I'm giving the. Um, I got asked. There's like a little ten minute speech at the English department graduation ceremony every year, and it's usually given by the chair of English. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, the chair of English invited me to do it. So I'm. I have to all give, of English. This is not yeah, just uh, those who write. All the English majors, mm-hmm. minors, creative writing minors, uh, are invited to attend, and it's. We have. I'd like to think that maybe we have the most fun department ceremony. We have, we're a big department. We have lots of students. We mm-hmm. cater a big party, um, and then we have a very brief ceremony where everyone comes up and they get their blank rolled up piece of paper um, mm-hmm. that when they open it says, go get your diploma on the internet. <laughs> it's very charming, and I, I, I enjoy meeting my students' parents. So, mm-hmm. But I have to think of something to say at a graduation speech. I've always kind of fantasized about being one of those writers that gets invited, which is to say paid, to give commencement mm-hmm. speeches, but I never have. So this is the closest mm-hmm. thing to the, to that that I've ever had the opportunity to do. So what should I say? Will you be inspiring? I will you be chummy? Too yeah. overly chummy? You know, cryptic. There's definitely Stygian. Stygian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I could be Stygian or Mixolydian. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I've attended some Stygian uh, speeches. How, could you could you give me an example? Oh, in which I, in which it felt uh, like a great task. The two meanings of Stygian, right? One oh, is right. mode, and the other is the stables um, that Hercules has to clean out. Oh, sure. <laughs> Very unpleasant connotations. <laughs> Nothing that uh, a lot of work with the hose, big big with the hose and broom crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, there's nothing uh, graduating seniors like more than uh, than the the sight of a man rhetorically shoveling shit for ten (laughs) minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think I'm going to try to be inspiring. It's kind of my brand has always been to be. As you suggested, cryptic and chummy at the same time. But I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the first time you get asked to do a category of thing, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't just decide that you're gonna subvert. Not the, the time the to norms. innovate. No, no, it's not the time to innovate. No. So um, break new ground. Exactly. Give a brave speech. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just picture myself filing out in my gown and people shaking my hand and just saying, saying bold, bold. That was brave, brave <laughs> speech, professor. Or the, the Are you still a professor? I'm not sure. Exactly. That. The ultimate backhanded compliment, which is, you're a lot braver than I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ten minutes speech, ten minutes that'll go like it'll go like nothing. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not worried. And actually, I, I sort of. There's several students. I had a couple of really more than a couple. You should um, tell a story. You should you should do it as a story. Yeah, but what kind of story? Mm. Not an interesting happens to me. I could make one oh, up. Make one up. That's yeah. my vocation. 
Oh, that might be too brave. A strange thing happened on my way up the hill today. Mm-hmm. I met a man I was crossing the gorge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was a voice from down below. <laughs> Turns out it was the ghosts of oh, people of who died in the gorge. Your yeah. former your statistical years. Our statistical gorge yield. <laughs> 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 no, I think uh, I, I found myself giving an impromptu speech to a few promising um, students mm-hmm. this semester who uh, I think like a lot of kids who are good at writing and really enjoy it and think maybe they could become very good at it if they made it a life priority. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them have parents who want them to be professionals and to, to do something respectable and that is lucrative. And uh, they're on the cusp of deciding to defy their families. Mm. And, uh, yeah. you know, I can't, I, what I end up telling them is you're not going to be disowned. And this is in 10 years, you're gonna, your life is going to be full of responsibilities. So this, yeah. is, this is kind of the time. This is the time. To, this is not the time to not do the thing that you want to do. Yeah. You'll be fine either way. Yeah. That's 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 that'd be a good message. I mean, some of them won't be, but I, I mean. Yeah, but it's not going to be because of these choices. Exactly, exactly. It's going to be because of your kidneys. <laughs> because I'm the professor who can, <laughs> who if I, I touch your hand and I suddenly can see your future. <laughs> I can see how all of you, I know how all of you are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to begin a speech. As I look out at this crowd, I can see. In front of me, precisely how and when you're going to die. Uh, oh yeah, that's brave. That's a brave speech. It's a brave speech. It's a it's a it's a big start. It's a big lead. You yeah. really have to deliver. Yeah, on I really, really do. You could be wrong. It doesn't matter. Sure, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What if you're right? <laughs> As each student comes onto the stage to take their diploma, I'll just lean oh, over and whisper. <laughs> Lone gunman. Christmas tree fire. Archery incident. Archery. Javelin. <laughs> Professor, I think it's pronounced Javelina. No, no, that's that's the one behind you. We'll yeah. be gored by. <laughs> Oh, it's the javelin for you, Frenny. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, killed by a javelina. You saw that story about the guy who's uh, what, what? What was the bird? The a cassowary. Oh, the man who was killed by his own cassowary. Yeah, only when he fell, which indicates that he had he this cassowary had been sizing him up for a long time. <laughs> it wasn't like he was right out of the box. <laughs> He's right out of the box, cassowaries. <laughs> they could, they're known for saving up their resentment. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we uh, when I worked at the world-famous Topeka Zoo, right, which had its own accident lately. A keeper was attacked by a tiger. Oh, no. Um, we had a cassowarium at the Topeka Zoo. I have never seen a cassowary at another zoo. But we had a cassowarium, which was a dedicated building – and field for our several cassowaries, which are from Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are a gorgeous bird. Yeah. Iridescent. 
Deep red. I'm looking at one right now. Mm-hmm. Yellow. Uh, I would say the, 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 the prettiest of the uh, flightless birds, which are not a pretty bunch. The ostrich is an ugly, hideous bird. Yeah. Uh, the emu is just wrong. <laughs> the 51 species of Rhea are too small. Uh-huh. Um, oh, wait, really? <laughs> the moa is extinct. Sure. But the cassowary... It has these nice dark feathers, crow-like feathers. Mm-hmm. It's the right proportions. It's mm-hmm. not freakishly large, neither is it small. It's the size of a of a man. Let's be honest. It's super hot. It's hot. It's a hot bird. Yeah. Um, and I remember it being impressed upon us. The, the cassow- actually, the cassowaries were gone by the time I was working at the zoo. They were there when I was younger. The cassowaries had been replaced with cranes, and the cassowarium had become a cranium. <laughs> but it was impressed upon us as visitors to the zoo that the cassowary was the most dangerous bird on earth more dangerous even than the sparrow and <laughs> and and it was and and i were looking at it and this is a monster bird because there's it has several ways to kill you one of them is is the the knife that is on its foot. It <laughs> thought, has a, cl- a claw that is like a dagger. I thought you were going to say like in its yeah. sheath on, at a tip. Like the dagger that young Arya Stark used to kill the main zombie in that show <laughs> okay. that I okay. heard about. Okay. Um, and it has two of them because it has like most bipedal animals, two feet. Well, and I know, I know of, I know of sharp, uh, knives on the feet from roosters, which um, if they're mad at you, they can they come at you like a bowling ball and they can puncture you real good. Yeah, but those are on its heel. On the cassowary, it's a four, oh. a four toe. Okay. Yeah. Even, even quicker. Uh, but they also have a crest that is razor sharp on their head, so they could disembowel you with their feet or their head. Shit. Depending on which you deserved. Depending on what the professor had foreseen in the graduation ceremony, <laughs> the, the javelina is in the they background the waiting to, cut, to finish you to off. Cut through sham, uh, it's like a machete. They use it to like hack through deep forest underbrush. It's a formidable bird, John. Does it make a, a large nest? Don't know. Okay. Of, of human bones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it builds a an ossuary in the in the cassowarium. <laughs> Excedible Colonel bird. mustard with a candelabra in the ossuary in the cassowarium. <laughs> but I had I had not even heard of the mention, a, a whisper or a rumor of the cassowary since I was a child. Yeah. And suddenly here it was. Slaying Florida men. <laughs> The CNN article about it, which I'll link to in the notes, um, uh, is 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 elegantly written. The, the headline is: "A cassowary, a rare emu-like bird, attacks mm. and kills Florida man." Officials say, and then the lead is: "A cassowary, a giant bird with long claws on each foot, killed its owner after he fell in the backyard of his Gainesville, Florida home." Official told CNN. Yeah, shouldn't have had a cassowary. No. Probably not. Probably not. You really shouldn't have any any animals that aren't 
super duper domesticated, I think. And even they can put you in a hospital. I wonder what, I wonder yeah. how many people go to the ER each year with chicken related <laughs> injuries. Yeah. I well, have, on the other hand, I mean the chicken is also a symbol of caution. Do tell. Well, because it's it's fearful. No, well, it's it's we usually suggest it as a um, an image of the coward. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you referring to the recent Senate the Attorney hearing? General, for example? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the subsequent House hearing. Oh yeah, which, the House hearing. Yeah. yeah. I I I hate gestures like that. Who was it? What we're speaking of is one of the one of the reps brought some fried chicken, ate fried chicken on the floor of Congress to indicate that Bill Barr, the Attorney General, was chicken. He was too yeah. fearful to come to the... I think he just should have showed up and told him that he said that he was a coward. I mean, these like these like corny, avuncular, yeah. w- good, jokey... Uncle jokes. Dad it's, jokes. T- it's terrible. Yeah. On the other hand, it's never a wrong time to eat fried chicken. There, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. It's good for breakfast. It's good for lunch. It's good for dinner. <clears throat> Stand there at midnight yeah. in the glow of the Frigidaire and eat a wing. Yeah. Uh, but even even uh, August occasions like house committee meetings, good place for a chicken. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't I, – I would uh, – I've been in those rooms. And one feature of, a, of a, a committee room is there's a lot of paper. And I would be very wary to have a, a whole bucket, <laughs> KFC, around a lot of important papers. Sure. Because they get greasy. It's charming how you, how you think these papers are going to be important. You know the song Tulsa Turnaround? I don't. We talked about Tulsa Turnaround by Kenny Rogers uh, in his, his kind of psychedelic country band, first edition, most famous for just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Oh, sure. Uh, I believe it's on that album. He also does Tulsa Turnaround. Yeah, I got it here on the YouTube. It's it. Okay. Ooh. Sorry. Oh, it's I funky. Got, I got an ad for some shit. I'll look. I'll, I'll listen to it later. You got an anti-vaccine ad? Oh, my God. No. It's an ad. Actually, actually, it's one of these. Um, it's an insurance company that has been uh, running YouTube ads featuring an emu. So it's uh, definitely another large bird that's been in my consciousness lately because every time I watch one of these videos, there's an emu selling insurance. But anyway, um, oh, so let me listen to the beginning of the song. It's only a couple of seconds away. Yeah, this is funky. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't think our story. You can't yeah. hear that, right? I don't think I can't hear, can it. hear it. I, mean, I can hear it in my head because I, lo- I know the song well and I love it. Yeah, so uh, so why why do you bring it oh, up? Oh, Lord, I wish I ain't never been stoned. When I get high, I can't leave the women alone. Oklahoma's sheriff and his... Anyway, so the story is uh, the, this, this Randy Kendi Rogers speaker is being pursued by an Oklahoma sheriff because... Uh, he's he got the um, the sheriff's daughter high, mm-hmm. um, but the sheriff's daughter also seems to be more worldly than the speaker, and in fact taught him uh, the Tulsa turnaround and a number of other sexual moves or dance steps. Um, and the part the end of the chorus is: if a man's going to eat fried chicken, he's going to get greasy. <laughs> 
You know, I think I think that this uh, the regret that the speaker of this song is expressing is purely mm-hmm. performative, not yeah. honest in any way. You don't feel it's you don't feel real regret. I do not sense regret okay. in this funky in this bass. Story. No, <laughs> yeah, Kenny, Kenny Rogers though is a fi- he's a, he's a wistful figure of of uh, um, uh, bravery and also a purveyor of fried chicken, of course, famously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, of roasted chicken. I'm sorry. <laughs> Roasted chicken, not fried chicken. Sure. Um, it's in the, it's in the title. It's in the name. It doesn't say Kenny Rogers Friars. The bass player for my bluegrass band. Yeah, the Hill Ray, Williams, which Ray Man from the Hill Williams. Ray's uh, sixty-eight or so. He's got a big white beard. Sure. Um, and Ray's been around. And we were talking about the song Tulsa Turnaround, and he said that a Tulsa Turnaround is not a dance step or a s- sexual move. Um, but in fact, uh, uh, a popular pill mm. from the seventies. Oh, that was like a half, like a the, the, a full dose was uh, um, uh, West Coast turnaround. It's in it's in that song. It's in a different song. It's in um, uh, if you give me we lots of yeah, yeah a little. West Coast turnaround was a pill that would allow a trucker to drive all the way to the West Coast and turn around without sleeping. Uh, okay. Tulsa sure. turnaround was uh, enough you to can, get you to Tulsa. You can get back. to Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. No, it was a Fred Eaglesmith song we were talking about uh, that has the West Coast turnaround versus the Tulsa turnaround. Yeah, I will definitely give the song a full listen. Um, we have a, a shared playlist of country music um that we've been compiling over over many months the idea is that it should be long enough if we suddenly want to go impulsively visit our friends in north carolina we should be Mm -hmm. able to drive from ithaca to chapel hill without uh without repeating a song and we're getting there we're getting there that's uh, that's a lot of songs yeah, it's a lot of songs here. I'm gonna. I think the playlist will tell you. It's we're now at five hours, twenty two minutes worth of songs, ninety five songs. So, so we're slowly getting closer. Um. So uh, another uh, song I would recommend. Then it's, I believe the song is is uh is, it is the song is called Trucker Speed by Fred Eaglesmith. Okay, that would be a good pairing. With the Tulsa turnaround. Okay. Fred Eaglesmith. Doesn't mention fried chicken, but it does mention Coca-Cola. Oh, good. There's a, a song by um, a song by Brandy Clark uh, called Broke. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a singer-songwriter who's had hits for other artists. Um, and I, I, her record came out a couple of years ago. It's it's just great. It's a great record. Um, the, it's called Big Day in a Small Town, and the um, the title track, which is buried on side two for some reason, is just absolutely absolutely terrific. She's a great lyricist, and um, I'll read you the lyrics to this. Uh, uh, the, the beginning of the lyrics to this song. Okay. Uh, no gas for the plow, so the corn's gone to silk, and we traded the cow, so we can't pass the milk. Our jeans all need patching, our eggs all need yolks, and we might be laughing, but it ain't no joke, y'all. We're broke. We're busted. Our Chevy truck is rusted. We're high and dry. Ain't enough apples for the apple pie. If we had a penny, 
we sure couldn't spare it. Sitting on the porch, drinking generic Coke. We're broke. Uh, generic is rhyming with spend it? Spare it. Spare it. Yeah. Just really, really clever. And the whole record's Pretty like good. that. I, I recommend it. So, uh, and I'll, so, tr- so uh, Trucker Speed, um, you, want me to, you want me to recite the lyrics to this? Sure. If, I'd like to hear it in your, in your best uh, yeah. giving a speech to the uh, assembled graduates tone. <laughs> That's it. I should say this is how one of you <laughs> will die. And then I'll just play the song. I got her letter in an old mailbox. I forgot I had. I forgot I had at a little truck stop. Oh, an old mailbox I forgot I forgot I had. that he okay. had the mailbox. Right. That's pretty good. I got her letter in an old mailbox I forgot I had at a little truck stop. And I read it once, and then I read it again. I could hardly keep from crying. I've been driving around the last week or so with an empty truck. I don't have a load. And I don't care. Cause, to tell you the truth, I think I might be dying. And it's trucker speed, benzedrine, Percocets, amphetamines, black beauties, and West Coast turnarounds. When the coast is clear, I drive with my knees. I mix it all up like a recipe, Coca-Cola and coffee to wash it down. Sometimes I feel like my wheels ain't touching the ground. <laughs> it makes me never want to drive again. <laughs> How many of this guy are out there? Every truck. <laughs> Every truck. Especially the more Christian-looking ones. <laughs> really? You think those are the guys who are high? No. The yeah. cr- Christian. They, the, they, they put the cross on and then they relapsed. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Christian truckers are high. I wouldn't have thought of that. Oh, they're high. Yeah. Very good. Well, well recited. Thank you. Well recited. You caught the pathos of the song. It is, it is sort of talk song. Kind of like that, but a couple octaves lower. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Gruff, gruffer. Yeah, yeah. I I should yeah, tell Daniel you that Daniel uh, also good. Have you heard Daniel Norgren? Norgren. Norgren. Let me look. He's kind of a Swedish Fred Eagle Smith. He's kind of Swedish. Well, he's Swedish, but he sings in English. Luckily, what's a good? What's because they of, know what's what. Is there a track you like? Um. Oh, it's all. There's just one album. That I have, that I know of, it's all good. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I can't. He didn't come right up, but I'll find him. Anyway, um, I did. I thought you should know that uh, uh, we put Talco Girl on there. No, it's a good song with Steve James. Yeah, really great song. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. give you a link to the playlist if you want. It's good. I, I yeah. think I can do. I think it can. Sh- I think I can put a link. I think I can make it yeah. public. I'll give it. I'll give it to the people. You're gonna give it to the people. You're gonna share it. Share it with the people. Do they have to drive to somewhere in North Carolina. They don't actually. They can drive five hours twenty two minutes in any direction they please. Any direction. Yeah. Do a yo yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> drive the yo. Yeah. Do the uh, the old uh, Oberlin Loop. The old. Uh, <laughs> The old Bar Harbor Boogie. <laughs> the Nashville Swing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of places uh, you'd go from 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 uh, the, the Eastern Seaboard. Words that suggest turning around. 
that, that then have a, a alliterative component <laughs> in a picturesque city. The Pittsburgh about face. The Paragould Parabola. Where is that? Paragould. It's a town in Mississippi. Uh, someone's from there, like Lucinda Williams or... Muddy Williams. Surely Lucinda's from Lafayette. So, uh, I'm not sure where she was born. <laughs> so, you, if was you, born in Paragould. I think Iris Dement was born in Paragould. I would um, buy that, sure. Um, Par- uh, it's it's uh, Arkansas, though. Arkansas. And, Forgive, uh, it, forgive their, me, Arkansas. Their website, uh, the tagline of their website is the one and only city of Paragould. That's what it says on on Google uh-huh. before you click the link, and after you click the link, the logo yeah. says the friendly city of Paragould. So history, two, two different chambers pushing Iris, their uh, search engine optimization. She better be on the keywords. Mm-hmm. Oh man, she's not on the website. Iris is not. You got to have notable people on your website. Notable people of Paragould. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the Paragold Parabola. Yeah. You'd be uh, you'd be your your very own Halis Comet. These are all good book titles. They really are. Poem titles. This is a gold this is a gold mine. People yeah. should be like your people very who aren't own listening. Halis Comet. Should be listening. Mm-hmm. So uh I I uh, uh one interesting meal I ate recently. Oh, tell me about it. Uh was uh Passover. Yes. At uh, Stephanie's family's house a brisket uh i was asked so i went i attended their pesach dinner last year their seder last year and it was great but i was a, i was a noob and i just kind of uh, absorbed it all this year i was asked to make the brisket you're asked to make it no i was asked to make it i was invited to make the brisket did you make it i did make it and i i dare say it was a hit yeah, how'd you how how did you how'd you do it? I can't. Have I talked about this in the on the on the show before? But I have making a, a brisket. Yeah, yeah well, you did. You, yeah. We have talked about brisket. Yeah, you so, had a method. I tried that method and failed. Oh, really? I think I didn't follow the, your instructions. Oh, okay. Well, it's I got it from uh, Mark Bittman's uh, How to Cook. It's the mm-hmm. spicy variant, and I I just I changed it a little by I lowered the. Um, yeah, we talked about it because 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 we, yeah. we I remember we talked about Rotel. That's I use Rotel in it. Mm. Um, so I made that one. I lower the temperature a little and then cook it twice as long. And uh, and the thing with so Passover, if you're an observant Jew, you it's like a it's a yontif. It's like a day. You know, there are two solid days in a row where you don't use electricity or you you know you don't do the stuff that you typically don't do on a uh, Friday night and Saturday morning, and so you you got to decide what temperature the oven's going to be before the sun goes down, uh, so that when you start cooking the thing, it's going to be at that. You can just leave the oven on for the entire weekend. So, mm-hmm. so you got might have to adjust your brisket recipe according to other things that you have to cook in that same oven over that mm-hmm. two day period. Mm-hmm. But it all worked out, uh, and it was good. There were many meats, and uh, we actually had two two seders, one at the 
one of the neighbors, Stephanie's sister's in-laws, who were a very lively bunch. There were like 20, 20, 25 people there, lots of toddlers screaming and running around, people having arguments and, you know, chowing down on enormous mounds of, of meat. So, Excellent. Yeah. It was the life. Excellent. Yeah. Um, how about you? Have you, uh, you been eating well? I was on a crash diet for three months. I remember. I lost 50 pounds. Did you really? I did. And I got tired of it. And now I'm just trying to maintain for a period of time. And then I'll try to reduce again. Um, uh, but, it, you know, it's fine. It was a meat diet. So I had no complaints. Except that after three months, I just, just couldn't eat another pork rind. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, what I mean, have you... Did you consider how to ease back into a more uh, sustainable diet no. that would nevertheless get, can uh, be good for your not health? Not entirely. But no, no. The, da- the danger is, as it, as it was last time I did this 12, 13 years ago, is, was uh, um, uh, you know, indulging. So I'm, I'm trying to be uh, – I'm, try, I'm trying to maintain a, a gen- generally low-carb diet mm-hmm. um, um but i you know i had a little chocolate and i was really glad oh yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with that but yeah you don't want too much sugar but a little chocolate's no no big deal gotta, you just gotta have some chocolate man gotta have some chocolate gotta have some chocolate once in a while gotta have a beer once in a while yeah you know yeah gotta have a slice of bread once in a while so when did you begin this diet uh in january the end of january yeah. Yeah. Just kind of suddenly. Um and then I kind of went off it last week kind of suddenly. This wasn't feeling good. Yeah. Um and I felt fine. It was it was it was it wasn't that it wasn't that hard to do. Um I was and then when it was when I didn't want to do it anymore I stopped doing. It. This um, seems like the that seems like a common Atkins story that it works quickly and very well mm-hmm. and and after a few months you reach a kind of crisis point uh of yeah, I, I averted the crisis by eating some <laughs> eating some chocolate. Yeah, all right, good. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't even remember what I what it what it was, um, but uh, that that felt good. It helps me be a little more active, um, more thinking about food. Um, didn't cook too much, you know. I ate a lot of bacon and steaks. Yeah, that's fine. Drank you, a lot of coffee. Do you feel good? Are you lighter on your feet? Yeah, I feel I feel better. Um, and I, I, you know, no beer. Or anything, but I, without beer, I don't drink that much. But I did have uh, vodka. Mm-hmm. I would have vodka neat when I, you know, was being social, which was not very much during that period. But AWP happened, for example, and I had to <laughs> sure. be out and about. And so uh, I found like one one thing of just okay vodka neat room temperature was enough to sip on for a couple of hours and feel like I had a drink. And um, it's, it's, you know, it doesn't taste very good. Um, but tastes okay enough that it filled the the obligation to have a drink in my hand and not to drink it too quickly. Sure, and that was nice. Um, I worry that not sort of being on a dedicated thing, I might suddenly, you know, drink ten beers and feel bad. But yeah. uh, um, I was trying to trying to eat okay. 
So, so, but during that period, like, there's not much to report as far as um, lunchboxing because I, I just one of the ways to avoid eating too much is to not eat at restaurants. Yeah, yeah, you know, because they want to fill you up with potatoes. No, and no question, and lots of butter, of course. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I uh, aside from the the two satyrs, my dining has been pretty um, ordinary. Mm-hmm. Although I also. I I gave up um two things I was eating a lot of were breakfast cereal which is a mm-hmm. lifelong weakness of mine and those Snyder's pretzel chunks that are covered with delicious dust. Yeah. And uh I I think that dust is I think it is cocaine that yeah. they put on. They call it honey mustard, but I think that's just like <laughs> wink and a nod. Yeah, it's it's I don't think you eat cocaine. I don't know that stuff much is about not, it. stuff is not good for you. So I I gave those things up. Oh, it's up so and, good. And it's from Pennsylvania, right? <laughs> so it must be wholesome. Eat, eat local. Yeah, eat, eat local. Locally sourced <laughs> dusty pretzels. <laughs> I like That's them. The so they're, they're, they're like little chunks of them too, right? They they break them up into little chunks. So they're like little pebbles. Yeah, yeah, and the the you know yeah. the, that's why there's plenty of that way. There's plenty of surface Sweet, area to salty little, to mm-hmm. harbor the. To harbor the drug, yeah. um, so I st- stopped those, and um, and so I th- th- this is a, n- a new experience I had. So Passover actually lasts for two, two yeah. weekends and uh, everything in between. And if you were in an observant household, well, kosher and have a kosher kitchen as we do, um, it's like that week is like kosher kitchen times ten. Um, and I, it was, but the no first yeast time. for that whole time, right? Exactly. For the whole, whole two weeks. No, uh, exactly. Thing exactly. that rises. Yeah. So there are all kinds of different things you have to do. You have to have a whole two, not, you already have two sets of dishes and, and cooking implements for meat and dairy, but now there's those, those are not legit. You've got to have whole extra ones. I told, I insisted to Stephanie that the rabbis were just, were just trolling everybody. Yeah. They just, they, it wasn't the, that uh, keeping kosher made too much sense, and they needed something to argue yeah. about, so they instituted yeah. the the extra, yeah. the extra, the extra rules. But um, but then but the nice thing about it is that at the end you are allowed chametz again, the you know the yeasted things, and uh, you can pig out on pizza. So mm. we went down to a re- recently reasonably new pizza joint pizza parlor in Ithaca called um, Franco's. And uh, I had not gone into it mostly because I resented that it was no longer the bar that used to occupy that space and which I liked What was the bar? The bar was Felicia's Atomic Lounge. Um, oh, yeah. Which was yeah. a nice little cocktail bar. You all played there a lot. Yeah. It was sort of our, yeah. sort of our home base for, uh, yeah. for friendly shows because um, mm. all of our friends were there all the time anyway having a drink. Did they have a pork window there? Is that the place that had a, a, a like a food oh, truck inside of no, it? No, that was Lot Ten, and um, I th- also closed, right? E- no, that- they're still around. I th- don't know what the food situation is right now. I don't think they. I think they now actually have a kitchen there, mm. so they're doing their they're doing their own thing. Or they always had a kitchen, um, but that it was closed at night or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that that uh, that pop up food truck was great. Um, 
so anyway, finally went into this place, and damned if it isn't incredibly delicious. Just really, really good pizza. It's like so, almost quasi New Haven slash New York style crispy crust. And uh, there was they were almost out of pizza when we arrived. For some reason, they'd had a run, and there was there were pizzas in the oven, but mm-hmm. we were really hungry at that very moment. So. I said, just give me that thing. That there's one slice left in the in the window, and a cheese was about to come out. So we're like, all right, just give us give us that slice, and we'll also have some cheese when they come out. And the slice was just all it was was a cheese pizza with some um, roasted uh, onions on mm-hmm. it. I think there was a little garlic on it. Um, I can't. There might have been one other thing. It was bizarrely delicious, and I asked what it was, and it was called Franco's favorite. And uh, the man I asked uh, told me this. Turns out he was Franco, and I said, "Well, I liked it." It wasn't a, a historical illusion. Yeah, and I he, I said I liked it a lot, and he said, "Is my favorite now? What is your favorite?" So I recommend nice. anyone passing through our town to try this pizza. It might be the best pizza in town. Pizza is one of the one of the good things. No question about it. Yeah. Are you, are, are you, uh, have you eaten it since you? I had, I had a couple slices. It's hard not to have pizza when you have a child. Yeah. Uh, we also had Oscar's birthday happened last weekend and we had, we had some pizza um, at that. I had some of that pizza. It's easy to eat too much pizza. We yeah. had a nice party for Oscar. He yeah. Wait, tell me about seven it. Seven years old. Seven years old. Excellent. You've old got, man. you got him a drum kit I saw on Instagram. There it is. I don't know where the sticks are. It's a it's a good sized drum kit. I mean, it's kid sized, but um, I I can sit and play it. Sure. It's a little low. I don't know, three quarter size maybe. My friend uh, Eric Moline, uh, who's a, a drummer, my college roommate, um, sent me a note. It's like, may may God have mercy on your souls. <laughs> <laughs> sure that's legit um, I like it he likes it he's, he's, he can uh, drums are good yeah I like the drums yeah I miss having drums yeah um, we're having fun with him I'm probably having more fun than he is <laughs> do you is it is, are you in your office are the drums in your office they are right now we're going to put a little um, couple little things of foam down in the basement and some pictures of uh, drummers yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you, do Earl, you know which ones yet? I'm thinking Earl Palmer. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. John <laughs> Bonham, I suppose. <laughs> Neil Peart. <laughs> yeah, very good. It's three good ones, right? Yeah, those are good ones. You're in, mm-hmm. you're in, good, you're in good shape with those. Buddy Rich. Yeah, little Buddy Rich. Uh, Tito Puente. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Worcester. A little little uh, Gloria Estefan. Gloria Estefan. Um, others. Yeah, others. Georgia <laughs> Hubley. <laughs> Georgia Hubley, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to yeah. diversify your lineup mm-hmm. with ladies. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. The ladies, thank you. <laughs> you know... um, 
you you glossed over the fact that uh, that AWP intruded on your diet, uh, but you you haven't talked about. It. Is there anything to say about AWP this year? Well, uh, the, this is the third or fourth time that the conference has happened in the city where I'm living at the time. Uh-huh. It uh-huh. happened in Seattle when I was there, in New Orleans when I was there, D.C. when I was there. And so this was um, – uh, so I was familiar with the fact that it's it's not that much fun when it Wait, comes to your city. You weren't living in D.C. when it came to D.C., did it? Were you? It was in D.C. twice. Oh, okay, okay. Um, maybe I wasn't there. I mean, it was in between – it was in D.C. like two out of three years. I guess I, it was right after I'd left. So I, I was – George Washington, 2010, I think, and it was there. I think the the spring of 2011. Okay, but um, close enough that that uh, it doesn't feel like a. It's not a vacation when it's in your town. People in your house don't care. Mm-hmm. And you still have to kind of do your regular <laughs> life stuff. Yeah, that's true. It's not a timeout. Um. And uh, it was it was fine. The convention center, the Oregon Convention Center, is horrible. I mean, Portland is a great city, but the convention center is a nightmare, and it was it was not uh, not a good place to have a this conference. Is it a recently constructed nightmare or an old nightmare? Maybe twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of the area around it was under construction, so it was difficult to get to mm-hmm. if you lived in Portland. Mm-hmm. Like if you were there, like in a hotel nearby, it was fine. But if, like if you were had to get there from two miles away, for some reason it would take a half hour. You know the the it's on a it's on a, the light rail stops, but the light rail stop was under construction, so <laughs> God, it was really congested. So it was it was it wasn't wasn't good. Um, uh, a lot a lot of offsites. We had a big event, the booksellers ball. Yeah, uh, and a lot of my attention was was went into putting that together, and it was a huge success. Our big question Great. was whether anyone would come, and we had twelve hundred people come. Ah, okay. In the course of the the evening, good readings, good music, great venue. That's like ten percent uh, of the whole damn conference. Yeah, well, a lot of locals came too because it was some really good local bands. Wonderful. Um, it would have. It was. It was a lot of fun. You made reference. I emceed it during so your. I was, an, I, I was on an MC role from five p.m. to eleven or twelve oh, that night, <laughs> introducing somebody new every ten or fifteen minutes. My ten-minute speech suddenly seems like a, a light burden, and it was so much fun. We had a, 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 a kind of a team putting it together. Yeah. My friend Craig from the bookstore, um, his. Then girlfriend uh, Sophia. Oh and, no! Uh, <laughs> what happened? You no, know, things happen. You know, things happen later fast that night on the West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, some other people hang out at the bookstore. This was Elizabeth, uh, who's kind of a rock promoter, and and this this our friend Christian, who's a bartender and rock and roll guy. Um, we kind of had this unlikely team of five or six of us putting this event together and helping it run. And it's just—it's so much fun being part of a team, pulling yeah. off a show, you know, like a bunch of Mickey Rooney's, <laughs> like a clown car full of Mickey Rooney's, <laughs> saving an orphanage. <laughs> uh, it was fun. I got to see—I got to see a lot of people. But AWP, like, it was hard to have a conversation in more than five minutes. Yeah, sure. With people that you'd love to sit down with for days, you know. Yeah. Picked up some books. 
It was fine. I'll be the, I'll have to go next year, San Antonio. Would you come to would you come next year to San I actually, Antonio? I really do plan to come next year because I have a book coming out uh next year. Yeah. So I Me too. With any luck there'll be a galley and I'll be able to promote it a little yeah. bit and do stuff mine, with Grey Wolf. Mine'll be out at it. I've already got I've already have my already have my hotel reserved. Do you really? I can't remember the name of it. I'll let you know. Yeah, let me know. Maybe we should because I gotta say the staying at the Tabard Inn and getting to hang out with you there, especially that wonderful bar, uh, was yeah. one of the more fun experiences I've had at a literary uh, thing. So uh, let's let's try and make it happen again. Yeah. Um, you, I, you know, I, I am, I want the salacious gossip. So uh, you had referenced during your brief uh, alightment on twitter that mm-hmm. uh which is over already yeah well i want to talk about twitter in a minute but yeah um, or maybe not um just uttering the word is maybe enough uh yeah. you had made reference to some sort of some sort of drama involving oscar and balloons and the oh i was trying to bring in my my remote control uh great white shark balloon <laughs> Which is about eight feet long. <laughs> wait, wait, um, wait, wait. That's different. That's different from no. balloons. That's not balloons. That's a. It's just a balloon, John. <laughs> With remote controls and it's shaped like a shark and it's menacing. Very okay. realistic. All right. And I wanted to bring it into the um, the book fair and have it fly around. And that was going to be Oscar's activity for the morning while I it's sort a, of did my obligation. It's a damn good activity. It's very shrewd. Yeah. But they uh, they came down on me like a ton of bricks. The security people at the convention center, and they hardly gave me time to explain. And like you know, I was like, and they were they were assholes. I mean, it was it was a I kept getting handed off. Like different people were showing up, and like like I almost got arrested. What? I almost got arrested for trying to bring a balloon into the AWP book fair what that looked the like hell? a shark. Yeah. Um. And I was carrying a lot of things, not a child with me, and they were being very confrontational with me. And if you, you know, you don't want your seven-year-old. You don't. To... You don't. If you confront somebody in front of their child, you're going to get a different result, a less rational result than if you confront them without a child. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, Did you deliver that... that result, Ed? No, I, I, a, uh, a, a mild word turns away anger. A wrathful word. I don't know some Bible quote there. You know, I, I tried to be very calm, but like they were very um, uh, yelly and shouty and gestury. Um, uh, it was uncool. There's no need for that. It's really uncool. Yeah. What did they think? You? I mean, what was the source of the anger? Did they think it was terroristic in some way? Policy is no balloons. They've got a, they've got a balloon policy. They got a balloon policy. Is the idea that they don't want balloons? It's to... annoying to get them off of the roof. I mean, it's a reasonable policy. Yeah, but that's not what this thing is. The policy could be. I'm sorry, it could be also. I'm. I'm sorry, sir. We don't allow balloons in the convention hall. And then I would have said, "Okay, I'll take it back to my car." Yeah, that's not what happened. No, no, it's very different. Very different sort of approach. Yeah, um, so that that sucked, and AWP sucks, and the world sucks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But after that, you know, it was it was, it was fine. Um, but I don't have any salacious. Well, that was that was all I meant. That was, I that's didn't... all I had. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, Twitter. I am off Twitter again. I, I, uh, did you really delete awful. your account again, or did you just? I deleted my account. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. I'm curious. People are, what's... people are monsters. Well, yeah. 
It was specifically it was specifically um, the pile on of Jamie Attenberg, um, who's a writer, yeah. a New Orleans novelist, or she lives in New Orleans now. Um, after you know some fairly mild comment that she had about an exchange that probably didn't even happen with a uh, um, you know a server, she was traveling. She was traveling by herself in Southeast Asia. And and she said something like, you know, somebody somebody, somebody said like, oh, where like how 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 can you travel as a single woman? And she said, well, you know, because I, you know, I want I, I don't know even how she phrased it. It's like I, you don't have to have a man, you know. Yeah. Um, and some something in the phrasing pissed somebody off, and suddenly it became you know the, the, uh, it was designated a racist tweet because of some because it, it assumed that the server wasn't a feminist or i mean it was uh it was bizarre and a lot of people that i kind of respect were piling on and uh it just made me hate everybody and so i quit twitter and then thought a lot less of about 20 people yeah uh, this is uh, as you might remember the reason i quit facebook is that the people i love the best were their worst selves on there um and i don't regret leaving at all but I'm having trouble on Twitter too, and I don't blame. You know, it's like I had a. Um, I, had, I I I never listened to uh, Death Cab back in the back in their day. I mean, I guess their day continues, but um, I just kind of missed missed them. Like I didn't know anything about them other than that they were an indie band that I should already have known all about. And then the I guess there was an anniversary of Transatlanticism. Which is their their uh, maybe most celebrated yeah. record, and I was like, you know what, this is stupid. I have to listen to this, and I really liked it. It's like, of course, I should have listened it's to these fine. guys. It's pleasant back uh, in the day. Yeah, pleasant, pleasant music. And then I made the mistake of mentioning on Twitter that I believe it or not, I'd never listened to this before, and I like it. And mm-hmm. I, the you know, all of my closest friends just came came down on me like. Like you know, it was, a, and I understand because you liked it because you'd be, never heard it because I liked it. It was okay. all that. There's no band I hate more. Or this guy, I cannot stand his voice. That he's terrible. And it's like I know that, like saying, issuing any opinion, and I don't, I don't blame my friends for doing this because it's what's done, right? It's, it's like the medium when you, but when you issue an opinion on the internet, you obviously should expect to have a debate with somebody. Someone's going to disagree with you or they might agree with you in, in an aggressive way. Yeah. But I, a long time ago, I said, I have to stop issuing opinions. But I occasionally would come back and issue one that I thought was benign. Yeah, you don't even realize it's an opinion. It's just an observation Yeah, about and, something trivial. And it's like, I don't... Yeah. It's just that yeah. e- even when people agree... If I say a certain writer is good and someone mm-hmm. else says, oh, yes, have you read this bu- this book? And then, I'm, then I have to say, <laughs> then I have to say, yes, I have, or no, I have not. Tell me about it. And they say, well. And and then you're sort of debating the whether the, which of the e- – even this totally benign thing becomes this burden. Like I open up the app and there are all these uh, at replies about stuff that 
I don't really want to talk about anymore. Like if I were to say, if we were, if I were out at a restaurant with all these people and, uh, and you know, suddenly, uh, I don't know, look, Kazuo Ishiguro came up and I said, mm-hmm. oh, my favorite Kazuo Ishiguro is still the unconsoled. And someone's like, oh, are you kidding me? No, it's the remains of the day. And then we, for like five minutes, we would talk about different things and mm-hmm. we'd have a lively debate. And then we'd move on to another topic, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how long I would have wanted to talk about Kazuo Ishiguro at dinner. Yeah, and right. out here in the in the non dinner world, that's yeah. that is still how long I want to talk about Kazuo Ishiguro. Except it just never stops. It goes yeah. on and on and on and on. And then days and days. I now have a thing. I I I delete all. I have a service. You know, I signed up for a service that deletes your tweets automatically. Yeah. So all my tweets are deleted after one week of life. Um, which means that I don't, I'm not forced to talk yeah. about things I said three months ago. Yeah, you know, and it's not like I'm super famous, but once you have a certain number of followers, it's just like you're ambiently there, yeah. and um, you show up when somebody searches for a word. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Some thread uh, gets reactivated. But like, I realize Whatever. even when. The con- even when the conversation is not confrontational, and I do think the conversations tend to be more confrontational than they are in real life. Um, mm-hmm. Even when they're not, the 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 rhythm of them is broken from what I realize I like best, and that makes me happy about talking to the the smart people who I whom I love. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah. There's something about the whole model that, and I think I think everyone used to be a little more self-aware about this phenomenon before Trump, but Trump broke it. And now all this other discourse is mm-hmm. hysterical. I don't mean hysterical in the sense that it is without cause. It's we're all at, I mean, just we're all at right. a justifiably fevered pitch at all times. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just become the tone of Twitter. Yeah. Well, I, don't th- I think some of it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a in every every Twitter exchange, there's a there's a there's a, a bewilderment about what the audience is, and without a sense of of what an audience is for your communication, it it becomes um, uh, uh, dis uh, combobulated, you know, just yeah. uh, uh, unassociated with 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 other kinds of discourse. I mean, it's not discourse. Yeah, because it has it sort of has no audience. I mean, it's it's sort of an omni audience and uh and and an and and an a audience. It's a audience <laughs> as well at the same time, right? Yeah. Um. So uh, so I, I just uh, I just wish it would uh, go away, but it won't. But I I won't I won't ever go back on it. It's just so so ugly. Mm-hmm. It's so ugly. Yeah, Facebook is not ugly so much anymore, but it is stupid. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I mean, it's been stupidized. Yeah. Um, um, Instagram is pretty. Yeah. Shallow, but pretty. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I I really like your Instagram. I think your Instagram is uh, is serendipitous and offbeat, and I I enjoy it. It's fun taking pictures. Yeah. I wish I had a better camera, but you work with the limitations that you have, you know. Did I tell you I don't I don't own a camera right now? Not one camera. No, none. 
Zero cameras. Part of the purge was getting rid of all film cameras and film all developing stuff. I just didn't. I just didn't feel like doing. I didn't feel like performing the tasks anymore. Yeah. Um. And you're uh, such a good photographer. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. I thought I would just go use a phone for a while. Although, yeah. after two three months of not even a digital camera. I'm beginning to think I, I definitely would like to have a digital camera again. So um, I think I, I'm gonna I think I want to have a little a little pocket digital camera, um, which nowadays a little a little thin digital camera is can be very you know very fine. Yeah. Um, just to carry around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what uh, I haven't looked into what what's available. In a reasonable price, but I'm sure something. Yeah. For a hundred or two hundred bucks. I of course aren't. will. When I return, will spend more money than that. <laughs> but I, but I do. But I, what I have realized is I don't want a, co- a big collection of lenses, and for it to be another, another avenue of of uh, stuff to buy again. Yeah. I would like to have um, one camera that either has a lens built in or. I just get one, an interchangeable lens one with just one lens that I like and just carry it around. And now yeah. that the weather's getting good, maybe I'll do it. I got I to gotta make a little money, though. Yeah, let's, make some, let's all make some more money. I need money. a job. Oh, anybody yeah. hiring? Um, is anybody hiring? Any uh, <laughs> any delis in the Portland area that you know of that are hiring? <laughs> are you are you continuing to flirt with the idea of uh of w- just doing some random job outside your um your field or Oh yeah there well there are no jobs in my field in yeah. Portland. Um and the, so so many colleges have been laying people off and I mean and people are moving here there's anything that's even remotely within my field there are hundreds of more qualified people who are also younger, mm-hmm. um, who take those jobs. No, I'm just, I just, I'm just looking for any job, um, here in Portland. It's, uh, uh, I'm not worried about it yet, but I, I really don't have any uh, hope. And I think this is, this is, this is a common thing. I know a lot of other middle-aged men mm-hmm. who are jobless, who had professional jobs, who were laid off journalists or, you know, academics who things didn't work out or, or other fields. And there's just no, uh, there doesn't seem to be any coming back from it mm-hmm. except for, you know, um, getting ill and dying. Yeah. That seems to be about it. Um, and, but I have a positive attitude, mm-hmm. but I also don't have any, any real hope. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. So I saw, and I'm I'm playing a lot of I'm playing the band is playing a lot. We're playing two lately. We've been playing two or three times a week, and we get paid. I mean, I get paid okay when we're um, when we're playing. I mean, that just doesn't, you know. Then you know, at a certain point, there'll be a month between gigs. Um, But I'm a little. I'm just. I'm I'm a little. I do feel a little bit lost. Yeah. And a little surprised because I am um, uh, a pretty. I think of myself as being fairly square and squared away, and more or less having played by the rules. Mm-hmm. 
and um, just don't really know why things haven't worked out. I don't either. I, I have to admit, um, I, I, uh, you have an exemplary career as a poet. Um, that's going fine. Yeah, that's and, going fine. That doesn't pay. You have a quite a lot of experience as a teacher as well. So I, yeah. I, I think that it's just a, it's such a niche thing that unless you're in the right place at the right time, and you were, you know, you are, you're not stuck in Portland in the sense that you'd rather be elsewhere. But you're, you have responsibilities. You have a, you know. Well, I have a partner who has a good job that's, yeah. that's and who's not interested in, in Moving. leaving. Yeah. But I, I, I think if I, if I were to find something elsewhere, we would move. Um, but I, uh, I don't know if that really makes it any easier to find something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a mystery. We'll find. I'm not that worried it about it. Mystery. I should be more worried about it. I don't know that you but, should. I don't know that you should. You're, you're all right, mm-hmm. right? So write, finish writing a novel. You keep starting. I'm working them. on it. Here it is. Yeah. Let's see. That's a. Yeah, that's, that's a stack. That's a stack. It's a stack. It's, I don't know. So you you, you printed it. You printed it out. Old school. Old school printed out. Yeah, I know I'm working on it, but you know, uh, will I finish it and publish it? I still won't. I still won't have any money. <laughs> I mean, you could be in the, you could be in, up in the high four figures. You can get a, I mean, yeah. I'm in the low five now. <laughs> uh, you can, uh, you could. That's that's used car money right there. That's right. Get a new used car and a plate of barbecue. That's another song for your playlist. Do you know that one? No. Do you remember Jack Logan? No. Jack Logan was he had a. a Couple albums on Twin Tone. Uh, he was a small, a small engine repairman in Athens, Ohio. I mean, sorry, Athens, Georgia. Yeah, part of the music scene there. And for years, every Friday night, he and some friends would come over to his garage and they'd they'd make a song and they'd record it. They would yeah. write and play and record a song uh-huh. just for fun. And they so they had you know hundreds of songs and then. Twin Tone put out a nice collection called Bulk. Yeah, I'm looking at the cover right now. Yeah, it's a it's a it's appalling cover. Yeah, yeah. he's put out a, few, a number of albums since then. I don't know what he's doing now. But there's a song on Bulk called "New Used Car and a Plate of Barbecue" that is tremendous. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's good. I'm yeah. going to listen. I'm, I'm, I think we'll have a lot of additions for the playlist. Yeah, it's a good uh, good good driving song. We're well into Virginia at this point. Yeah, with the playlist. No, that's good. Very good. Um, well, we should probably tie up. Yeah, um, we should. Good I luck wanted... finishing up your semester and embarking on your um, your uh, uh, less structured um, lifestyle. Yeah, hard driving lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Same to you. Um, and I hope the job search turns something up. Uh, I should also say I was going to talk about this, but we've run out of time. I I have inaugurated a new musical act. Oh my goodness! That I I'm I'm sort of exploratorily calling ambient. Uh, the name of the act is Witch on Horseback, and uh, I've completed an album over the past six months, and I'm going to release it. I might even try witch to on make horseback. some witch on horseback. Um, 
I'll send you a link to the Bandcamp page. It's officially releasing in a couple of weeks once the CDs arrive. So CDs. Um, yeah, I got, I had I had to get CDs so that I could get it onto the streaming services. I would like people to be able to listen to it on like Spotify and Apple Music and you got to go through this rigmarole to do that. So mm-hmm. um so I invested a couple hundred bucks in it. Um I'm sure I will not sell <laughs> many CDs at the electronic music gigs that uh, the sparsely attended electronic music gigs I play, but mm-hmm. um but uh yeah this the uh, the bleep salon has proven quite a success and uh this act grew out of my efforts to create a different sounding set each time mm-hmm. so uh i started recording my rehearsals um and pretty soon i had a couple of hours worth of stuff which i then curated and edited down and then added all kinds of weird noise to and other instrumentation so um I'm kind of pleased. Can't wait to, to hear it. I'll make sure yeah. you get a copy. Yeah, very good. It's not available yet, but soon. Friends who listen to this will be able to hear it. Uh, I just want to say also the uh, what do you call the little protector over your microphone? Oh, it's a, a pop filter. Your pop filter when you when you move your head just right makes it look like you have like a big Viking beard, mm-hmm. like a, like a goatee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Yeah. This. Uh, Leif Erikson type thing. <laughs> Way to go on the pronunciation. Very, very virile. <laughs> Thank you. I wish I could grow a big red beard. I could grow a big uh, brown beard and, and dye it. Dye it? Yeah. Who's going to stop you? No one's going to stop me. I'm 48 years old. Yeah, that's right. All right, Eddie. Um, okay. Ha- you know, happy springtime. I'll, I'll talk to you again soon. Talk to you later. Are you hungry for lunch? Well, then let's have lunch. Some lunch. Well, then we'll give you some lunch. Do you have a hankering for lunch? Well, then come to lunch. Cause it's time for lunch. Box with and John. That's right. It's time for lunch. Box with and John.